there is no secret source. There is nothing I can tell you right now in this moment that is going to like transport you from where you are in that seat to where I am on this stage. It's just hard work and talent and like you know knowing the right people and more hard work and more hard work. Welcome back to Nothing Shines Like Dirt, empowering actors to create. Episode 6, I'm Elise Sievert. And I'm Leslie Shannon. Today we are talking to Adam Volrick, director, writer, DP, and editor. We cover making money versus creative expression. A laundry list of research material. And And just just keep keep making shit. would be standing at the window like what is she doing <laughs> <laughs> that's I was, amazing like, so though. determined not to that's like, dedication right oh there. my god i can't believe i did all of that like isn't it crazy sometimes oh. like when you look back at things that you've done and you're like i can't believe i did that yeah yeah but yeah. at the time it made complete sense to you it was not yeah. too much right. yeah it or, wasn't too much like i don't think i'd do that now i'd be like no i'm staying home and resting like yeah. i have this huge cast on me right <laughs> well i think that's the difference too about with particular that's one of the things about when you're when you're young that you just you just don't think about it. You yeah. just do yeah. it, yeah. which I feel like is a good thing in it a is. lot of ways. It yeah. is a good thing. I mean, it's it, there's a reason it doesn't stay that way because mm-hmm. you'll. Yeah. Well, my brain really wasn't fully developed yet. It's like 22 <laughs> when your brain's fully developed. Something yeah. like That's that. what I say when my my younger siblings do something stupid. I'm like, well, your brain's not fully developed yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're it's not. You're, you're giving excuses for them. You know that I they're going to use that. Yeah, they have to learn. Yeah. So, so do you have any siblings? I do. I have a brother and sister who are twins and are younger than me. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Interesting. My best friend just had twins, a boy and wow. a girl. Yeah. It's uh, good luck. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So did you help take care of them at all? Were you that much older than them? Or... Uh, I'm four years older than, than them. Oh, and, so you totally uh, had to help. I don't know if I did a lot of helpful things, to be honest. I'm, try- I'm trying to, like, look back and think. I mean, like, in, in high school, I, like, babysat for my parents so they could, like, go to the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the extent of the it. The extent of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, like, when I was, like, really young, like, I had, like, a very regimented life because I went to, like, private school in England. So that was, like, okay. that's pretty, like, regimented. And then I feel like I always had, like, after-school activities when I was in school here and... Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of, like, caregiving that I did in particular. But mm-hmm. um, my mom was, like, a stay-at-home mom, and she was pretty good, so. Well, I mean. <laughs> any mom that yeah. stays home. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, it's the hardest fucking job that you can have, I yeah. think. Because yeah. you don't get any time to yourself. It's yeah. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, what do we want to talk about, guys? <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Adam's wonderful directing and DPing and all that stuff. So, um, how much how much time do you actually spend doing projects that are yours as composed to as prepared compared to doing someone else's? Uh, not nearly enough. Yeah. Um, well. But yeah. honestly, until I, I hit like the hundred percent level, uh, it won't be enough. Um, yeah. So I would say that uh, year to year it varies. Uh, Hopefully by the end of this year, I'll have produced and directed like four short films. Um, I'm shooting my second film of the year tomorrow and uh, my third film will be in the summer and I'll hopefully do a fourth one uh, in the winter. Um, But 
I mean, anytime I get to work on like a piece of narrative fiction, I consider it a win. So even if it's not my own film, um, if I'm like shooting something for someone else, like that's a win. I'm happy to be doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, I spend an unfortunate amount of time doing like corporate and commercial stuff, but I think we all kind of do mm-hmm. some version of that in order to mm-hmm. get by. So yeah, it's a it fulfills the bank account requirement that's yeah. needed to function. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. But I mean, Artists. because you compared to um, uh, a lot of people who I know or who are artistic, and they have like a completely separate job. It's not even anything related. Right. So I mean, you're a step, you're a leg up on that. It, yes and no. I mean, like, I think on, on the one hand, uh, it is a, a a pleasure and a privilege to get to support myself fully through uh, either shooting or editing mm-hmm. um, and to be able to say that, like, yeah, like, I work in film and video and that's all I do. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, um, I know someone that is, like, a bartender, like, 80% of the time and a filmmaker the other 20% of the time, and they seem to have... Uh, a more balanced and like happy brain than I do. Um, <laughs> well, if, if that makes any sense. Um, maybe that's just them, though. Because, oh well, yeah, maybe. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, there is there is something like seriously soul crushing when you are, you know, deep into editing like some like terrible dreck for some client, and you're like what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I, I wouldn't experience that quite so much if I was doing a job that had nothing to do with what I care about so passionately. Yeah. Um, but again, like it goes both ways. Like I yeah. do, I do feel like, like anytime I get to like take my, you know, I, I get on the, get in a car with my camera and I go somewhere and I shoot something. I'm always like, I can't believe I get to do this every day. Right. You know, like, yeah, like that's always, that always feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, that's the goal, is to be doing it 100% yeah. of the time. And, I mean, and for you, your particular goal is that not only doing it 100% of the time, but doing the particular types of stuff that you want to be doing. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, awesome. So I'm trying to think, too, about, like, um, where we want to go. <laughs> do you want to, like, backtrack over stuff we yeah, already did? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, I loved hearing about the projects you were really excited about. Yeah, 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 so yeah, because we want to make sure... upcoming stuff. Yeah, yes. I want to make sure hear. that people know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have a production company called Magnolux Pictures. Oh, we didn't and talk about that before. We didn't, so <laughs> we should talk about that. Um, yes, yeah, so my team is called Magnolux Pictures, and I started that um, with one of my classmates from Rutgers University, uh, Dominic Nero, and uh, we produce a lot of content together. And... Um, so we've done, I think, like nine short films together and then a bunch of like commercial and, and corporate stuff as well. Um, and then I kind of specialize in cinematography and he specializes in editing. So it's a very like good cooperative relationship. Yeah, that's good. And uh, for a while, like whenever I directed something, he would shoot it. Whenever he directed something, I would shoot it. Um, so it's a good, good trade off. And then. We have a bunch of other people uh, kind of on the team, uh, like a rotating roster. So I have, um, I mean, you met Nick and Hannon. Mm -hmm. Um, So Nick does sound, Hannon's a gaffer, but they're also both like accomplished directors in their own right. Um, So it's really nice because whenever one of us like has a project we want to work on, we're like, all right, like you all owe me from that last film where I did this task. So, um, you know, I think like uh, filmmaking is an industry that is run on like favors and like a shoestring budget. So it's, it's good to have people owe you favors and it's good to owe other people favors because it just leads to more work and, you know, more creative uh, projects, I think. And experience. I and experience, like yeah, definitely. With everything, with every project you do, I think you learn something new. Yeah, or different. absolutely. 
you know, that yeah. you wouldn't have realized before because of the particular exact circumstances that you're in at that present time. Yeah. So, so yeah, awesome. Yeah. I would love to hear again about, um, so you, so your ideal, your goal is to direct feature films and the types of feature films right. you would like to direct. Yeah. So my, my kind of end goal here is to be directing features. Like an ideal version of my life has me like doing nothing but that. Like I'm just directing films all the time. Um, and so I kind of like to operate in two worlds. Um, I like, uh, that kind of like heartfelt, uh, drama with like a comedic edge to it um I was saying earlier that uh when I was younger like one of the films I saw that kind of f I felt like gave me permission to pursue filmmaking was um The Puffy Chair which is this film by the Duplass brothers and that film was made for like $20,000 with like a handy cam and like they wrote directed starred produced like they did everything themselves and uh just watching that I was like wow, like, I guess I could do that if I wanted to. And there's really no excuse not to at this point, mm -hmm. you know? Um, whereas I feel like you, you watch some of like the bigger budget, like Hollywood films and you're like, that was cool, but there's no way that like me and my friends could go and do that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not to say that like, there's not an, in, you know, there's plenty of merit to doing projects like that. But right now, at least I'm more interested in projects that I could come up with one week and go out and shoot the next week, um, like with my friends. And uh, the other thing I loved about the puffy chair was I felt like I hadn't really seen something uh, with that level of like truthfulness and honesty to it um, in the way it portrayed like human drama. Um, it felt very real. And I think a lot of that comes from the kind of low budget aesthetic. Um, it's almost shot like a documentary. So you, you kind of feel like you're in the film with them. It's really interesting. Um, it's also kind of like voyeuristic. And, uh, you know, now that I've like done my homework, I understand that they're really riffing on kind of like Cassavetes and like Woody Allen and, and some of those kinds of films, um, which I also love. Um, another guy that's done a really great job of capturing that kind of feeling is um, Alexander Ross Perry. He's had a few films uh, out and he's like a local New York guy. Um, Listen Up Philip was the one that I really loved. I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, so I like those kinds of films. I like to work in that kind of space. Uh, but I also really love like darker stuff. Like one of my favorite films ever is like Taxi Driver and like films mm, of that ilk. And yeah. then I love like horror films and like thrillers and stuff that toes the line between like psychological and paranormal. So what would be an example of that? Oh, something that think? toes the line? Yeah. Um, so there's a film out right now called The Witch, which I highly recommend going to see. Um, and that film is really, really freaky. Um, <laughs> and like quite frightening at times. Um, but I definitely recommend going to see that. Uh, it beautifully shot, incredible performances. Um, and just not something, I think it, it it's one of the films of like the last couple of years that is like this new generation of horror films that is giving horror a good name. I think that horror has had its name kind of dragged through the mud, you know, with like seven paranormal activity films. Yes. And, yeah. and, you know, give me wrong, the first one was cool. Was, was cool, yeah, yeah. but um, you gotta know when enough is enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think there's just, because horror films are so cheap to make um, and they always make their money back, there's always a new horror film coming out and most of the time, like not much care or attention has been given to the quality of it. But something like the witch is you know it's more like uh 
it's it's more it's closer to like the shining than it is to mm-hmm. like paranormal activity mm-hmm. which is by terrifying. like a huge margin so yeah yeah, yeah exactly which is terrifying because um, you're like what's really happening are you yeah. able to sit back and enjoy the movie or is your director mm-hmm. cinematographer i working that's something that i even like the more i learn about camera technique and the more i learn about yeah. the camera i definitely watch films differently <laughs> i think um there's always some kind of base level of like intense analysis going on whenever I watch anything because I work in film. Um, both like I look at stuff through the creative lens. Like I try to look at the choices that the director is making so I can learn from it. I try to look at like what the cinematographer is doing so I can learn from it. Um, but I would say that it's like a real, not that I have any like right to ascribe any uh, you know anything to anything, but uh, it's a real uh, achievement on the part of any film if I like stop thinking about that stuff yes. because it means yeah. that the film is so engaging that like I've ceased caring about that stuff. And something like The Witch, um, actually, um, it I I felt that while I was watching that uh, there were moments where like I suddenly remembered like oh my god I'm watching a film I can't, like. <laughs> Like, like, how did they do that? That was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, like, the cinematography in that film is really something to, to write home about. It's really well done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't really have a, a real film school experience. So I spent a lot of time, like, on the couch with a notebook, just, like, watching directors that I like and, and trying to, like, just I just, like, take notes and try to, like, teach myself. I watch a lot of, like, directors' commentaries and try and, like, learn from what they're doing. Um even if you don't like the movies and you should, you should like the movies. Uh, I highly recommend that if you are like an upcoming filmmaker, you should go and watch Shaun of the Dead with the director's commentary turned on because that is one of the most like interesting case studies on like a first time feature director talking about their first film. Um, Although technically not Edgar Wright's first film, but his first like real film is his first feature played in, I think one screen for like one day and it was made for no money and like no one liked it. So I, don't th- I don't think, I don't think even he, he, even he doesn't talk about it too much. And then also, uh, attack the block, which he produced, uh, and directed by Joe Cornish. That is also another like director's comment. Like they don't even talk about the film in that. They just talk about like the struggle of like getting your first film made. Yeah. So like stuff like that, like, I think you, yeah. you need to immerse yourself in that. Um, yeah. I love this homework list that I you're know. giving us. I'm like, I'm going to watch that. I know. That. When I was on set that. with him and Hannon and Nick, I just was. I felt like I should have a notebook out and just writing down because there were so many just names of different films and people and stuff. And I was like, I don't, I can't remember all of this. I mean, I we're we're write. all like obsessive to the point that it's like offensive. I think. Like, I'm glad you felt that way, but I know there are times <laughs> where we're out in public and people are like, Oh my god, shut up! You know. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, means you love what you do, and it's yeah. true, you know, and it's you want to learn more and more. And well, that was just thing. me, the the um, the always present student that was like, I didn't want to write it down so I can make yeah. sure because I have like the brain of an eighty year old woman and I can't remember anything past. I mean, no offense to eighty year old women, but like, <laughs> my brain is just really bad. I, like, I, it's full of like song lyrics and script lines and things, yep. and yeah. so it has. It there's only so many things that I can fit in there. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I thought cool. it was awesome. I like that. <laughs> I like that like atmosphere of you being able to, like I said, listening and learning yeah. from the people who you're around. Like. Yeah. I think it's really cool too that um, you, when you went to school, you studied. I, I majored in English and minored in music. Um, and then, like, the last year and a half that I was at Rutgers, they were 
beginning to build what is now a, a fully like fledged film major um, but at the time it was just a certificate program so I was like one of the first kids at Rutgers to graduate with the like filmmaking certificate right yeah. so I mean there you feel like there's a lot of stuff that you've had to kind of teach I've yourself. had to play major catch-up um, yeah. in a lot of ways but I mean the single most educational experience I had was the summer before my senior year at school um, I was able to get on a feature as the director's assistant oh. and it was like a you know, low budget indie feature. And I lived in a house with the director, the AD and the DP and like nothing could have been more beneficial to me than that. Yeah. You know, I feel like I learned 90% of what I know now, just, just being in that situation. Um, and because it was, you know, I mean, compared to anything else I've worked on, it had a big budget, but like, as far as like feature films go, it was pretty low. I think it was like $2 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, everyone just worked so hard and we all, you know, it's like so cliche, but we really all did, did become like a family. Right. And I think it, it was also the perfect time in my life for me to do that because it was like, do I really want to take this plunge and like put you know, all my eggs in this basket. Do I actually want to pursue filmmaking? Because it seems like, factually speaking, probably not the smartest idea. Um, Those are usually the best ideas. Right. And, you know, and I think someone said to me, like, if you can do, if you can be happy doing literally anything else, go and do that. Because like, you know, this is, this is a commitment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But so like I turned 21 and then moved into this house with these like filmmakers and we were working six weeks day in day out on this film like crazy long hours getting like three hours of sleep a night um and just be like being there it was like this is what it is to make a film and this is what it is to not make a film and (laughs) this is you know how you can do this and how you can do that and it's how I learned like all the lingo and just really began to understand like how many different people it takes to screw in a light bulb and like what each person's task is. And that's the kind of stuff that like, I was not getting taught in film school at no fault of the program. It just wasn't developed enough to like provide that for you. And also there's just no substitute for hands-on experience. Real world experience. Experience is the best way to learn, especially I think a particular like craft, like filmmaking, like there's so many, there's so many nuts and bolts. There's so many things that make up the one piece as a whole. And so until you've actually done it, and like you can be told about, oh, this is a camera technique and this is this and this right. is this. But like if you are not actually going and doing it, then. Exactly. And it's like, you know, like I said, uh, I like to watch those director's commentaries. You can watch as many of those as you want, like, and you should, but you really like need to just be on set. If you right. want to learn, if you're, if you're starting out, you know, right. um, like you need to get on set as soon as possible. That's yeah, great. that's the best. What what movie was that? That it was called um, Contest, and it was about a um, it was an anti bullying film uh, about a guy that uh, gets on a reality TV cooking show, and the grand prize is enough money to save his grandmother's pizzeria. So Aww. it's 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 kind of like a Happy Gilmore. I was just gonna say it sounds Happy Gilmore like. <laughs> yeah. It was very, it was very cute. It, um, and I, I ended up like befriending a lot of the people that worked on that, that set. And the star of that film is now like one of my closest friends. Um, That's great. And uh, that film, I think it, it airs on Cartoon Network like three times a year as part of their like anti-bullying program. Oh, that's so, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. out there. You can watch great. it. Yeah. That's amazing. That yeah. had what a cool experience. Yeah. To get yeah. It was such a young awesome. age. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, the fact that you they brought you on and you were able to to do something of that magnitude at that like. Yeah, I'm like eternally grateful, and that also though that that was an opportunity that I was lucky to have, but I also I did. I did do the necessary like hard work to get that gig in the sense that like, you know, uh, literally one day in like video editing lab, like the TA came in and was like, does anyone want to be a PA on this short film? My friend is producing over the weekend. Like you should probably all be trying to get onset experience. And I raised my hand and like no one else did. And I was like, wow. are you guys serious? Like this is what we're working towards. Why aren't you yeah. guys doing this? So I went on this short film and I really hit it off with the like producer, assistant director. And, you know, like anytime I work on anything, I'm always like, you know, keep me in mind for future projects. And right. she actually kept me in mind. And right. uh, she was like, sent me an email. Hey, like I'm staffing up a feature film. Like I'd love for you to come and interview for like one of several positions we've got open. And I went in and I got really lucky and the director liked my resume and I got to be his assistant. But it's all about, there it goes to show you too, because like so much of this industry is building relationships and keeping and, those and relationships. And putting yourself out there. Exactly. You know? And taking yeah. those chances and just being willing to try and do things. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't, then if you never allow yourself to be put out there for an opportunity, it's not going to come right. to you. Exactly. And I think that that's the misconception that a lot of people have. Yeah, I know a lot of people that are like, quote, waiting to be discovered. And I'm like, <laughs> no, like you have to you have to put in like a lot of effort to like yeah. get on the radar of people that might discover you. Right. You know? Um, but genuine effort too. Yeah, like, yeah, if absolutely. You had, if you had been a complete asshole and a to- like, and they didn't, you know what I mean? And yeah. someone who didn't, didn't put that work in. And yeah. it's not one thing or the other. It's not like just somebody likes you. You have to also like... Why would someone like you? Because yeah. you do what you're you need to what needs right. to be done. Well, and you're willing to get your hands dirty and go be a PA, which is bottom of the totem pole to build relationships. I mean, I think that to... everyone who is in film should be a PA yeah, at some yeah. point. I think so that, that you appreciate them. So that you appreciate them, but also so you appreciate like the mechanism at large. Like I think that yes, like yes. the easiest way to see how everything fits into place is by being at like that bottom, like but very general level where you're going to end up floating around the whole set and doing a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like you need to get your ass kicked. Like I yes. think that's important too. So yes. you need to stand in the rain next to a like shitty van, like making sure the cops don't like come and give it a ticket for like, 16 <laughs> hours. You know, like I yeah. think yeah. I think that's part of the journey too, and I think yeah. that everyone needs to do it yeah um, you know I like um, that. oh my gosh it's so true though because in yeah. order for you to understand that's just like the same like philosophy you have in life in general i think that every person at some point or another should be in some type of service industry mm-hmm. just because like the way that people mistreat because like, me yeah. i waited i'm an actress so i'm also was a waitress for a really long time um and people will be super shitty to you and you're like yeah. you're like I'm a human being. I'm not like your servant, you know, but I think there, there's something too, that also goes to understanding something from every different angle and level. It just makes you a better person and it makes you a better person to work with. Right. Absolutely. Um, so I want to I want to talk about your your stop animation because I think that's really cool. Sure. Yes. Yeah. So one of the first things I did when I got into filmmaking was um, like stop motion animation with uh, Lego. Um, <laughs> like just obsessed with with Lego. I always have been. Um, I think at one point I was like, I'm going to be an architect because I like Lego bricks. <laughs> you know? um, I think like everyone has has had that thought at some point. Um, 
But yeah, so when I first started doing filmmaking, the, the very first uh, short film I did was an animated Lego movie. Um, it was called Brains. And it was uh, a like, <laughs> it was oh, a, awesome a, a a zombie bromance. It was about a, a guy who becomes best friends with a zombie. And it's just like about their friendship. And it's very silly and, and stupid. And I did all the voices as well. Um, oh, that's even better. That yeah. is one of the more fun parts. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's but it's, awesome. But it was also, it was like, um, it was the final like project for my cinematography course. So you were allowed to have like sound in it but you weren't allowed to have dialogues so, like i do all the voices but it's kind of like each character has his own like form of like indiscriminate like grunting <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of um despicable me and the little minions yeah and it's kind of like, like that oh, um yeah. and like unique the, the, language the you know where, like, you know yes. they're talking to each other you could tell like what the context yes. is but you don't yes. know what they're saying right yes. yeah that's amazing I, yeah, yeah i guess the minions you hear spanish and French words intertwine yeah. with their life. <laughs> I've never, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. They're so cute though. Yeah. You I know. The I work first with kids and I haven't seen that. And second, Despicable Me are really good. <laughs> You're like, I can recommend I, I like kids, kids movies. I did, well, kids movies are great. I think so some, some of the best TV out there is like allegedly oh, yeah. made for children. Um, I just saw Good Dinosaur and I like bawled like four or five times. <laughs> I heard that one wasn't so good. I know. I think it's because it's not super funny. It's okay. a good story. Cool. Um, it has a little bit of a Lion King esque right. kind of story to it, like mm-hmm. finding a like coming of age and a father right. son relationship. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a good story and done very well. Yeah. But I think when people are like, because I heard that too, I didn't think I'd like it. I think like people think everything has to be like Toy Story, like all the Pixar, yeah. like that funny, you know, like, I don't right. know. I remember I did the same thing when I saw Up. I was like expecting it oh my to God, be, Up mm, broke me. I mm-hmm. fucking lost my shit yeah. at the mm-hmm. beginning of that movie. I yeah. was a mess. I was like, this is terrible. I, I was just I know. like sobbing, but it was, it was a, a good, good story. story. Yeah. It was good a good story. story. I mean, also like Inside Out was like oh, one of the yeah. best screenplays that's s- ever been written. Oh. Yeah. Like, so yeah. good. Such a tight story. So well, well done so like just yes. just great all around you well know? and just such a part of the the human experience that we don't really talk about all that much yeah anymore. we like, started I think to the talk world about needs it more that film yes you know? yes. yes like when the imaginary friend was getting like yeah. i was just like this is too much I yeah can't. I, I, I saw that movie with my parents and we were all just like look at the screen look at the screen like, <laughs> don't acknowledge what's happening in this room <laughs> i think that maybe i is is that like uh, I felt like that was like super British of you not to want to cry. Yeah, just like a very, very like re- yeah. repressed English thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I mean, I understand. I'm from yeah. the South. We have like the same yeah, thing. Exactly. It's like I realized when I was in college and I was um, doing theater that I had not cried in front of anyone who was not um, a relative. I like could count on my one hand how many people. Wow. And unless I was like, if I was like watching a film or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how you, yeah. you're like this is not socially acceptable yeah. <laughs> for me to cry in front of you. This is now, like, this is why Inside Out is an important exactly. film. Right, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's very um, cool. So talk about, um, I want to hear about your projects you have now. That, yes. Um, yes, and I know the you festivals. Have, mm-hmm. or you got some festivals coming up. Yes, yeah, so um, the like big project I did last summer is just beginning its like festival run now, and that film is called Bored, uh, and it's uh, spelled B-O-A-R-D. And it's about a uh, skateboarding pot dealer who gets his um, stash stolen by a like nefarious client, <laughs> and uh, he has to chase him down to Coney Island to retrieve it. So it's like a 
kind of a hazy adventure, um, kind of trippy, but, uh, you know, it's very much like a physical comedy and, uh, it's fun. Which I think is good. I feel like there, uh, there isn't a lot of physical comedy anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of like like very sick of coming back in the indie world. I feel like I've had a lot of friends working on projects or making projects that are physical comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of like sick of. It's like kind of blasphemy, but I'm totally sick of Judd Apatow. Um, okay. I'm okay. like, like I just I, especially like as someone that appreciates comedy, but also a f- as a filmmaker, it's like putting two people in chairs and pointing two cameras at them and rolling them endlessly and allowing people to write the script for you, and then you don't actually do anything with the camera. That's not actually directing. Um, that is just like recording. Yeah. Which is like fine, especially if the what they're saying is really funny, but like just recording jokes is not filmmaking. Um, so, and don't get like, I am, you know, I'm definitely like at the beginning of like my, my pursuit of like comedic filmmaking. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly not any kind of like master by any means nest, like at all, not even close, (laughs) but I do know the things that interest me. And I know that, uh, when I watch a Judd Apatow film, I see like things that don't interest me. And Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, Mm -hmm. I like, I think that when you work in film, you're working in an incredibly versatile visual medium and Mm. you can derive comedy from the way the camera is placed, the way the camera moves, the way the scene is cut together with editing. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't just have to be about the words that people are saying. Um, And it shouldn't be. Well, yeah. And I mean, there, there are definitely some different, um, I think thoughts on that too yeah i know i know that every like everyone has different ways of thinking about it and then but i mean i i love like i will say that one of my favorite movies of all time is singing in the rain and sure and that scene make them laugh like it it, i love it like it's just that's like that's like above and beyond for physical comedy i think because they were just incredible yeah but um but yeah i i like physical comedy a lot and i feel like it's something that doesn't get um one of my favorites, um, I love Dee on Always Sunny in Philadelphia because yes. her physical comedy, <laughs> comedy is, is yeah. amazing. Because yeah. and then she plays upon it the fact that she's tall and thin and like yeah. and they always tell her she looks like a bird. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, all those guys are that whole team. They're oh, just man. brilliant. They're crazy. We were one of the girls that we inter- interviewed, Angela. She was telling she knows them. She knows wow. um, yeah. and and was in class with them when they before when they were like just starting to thinking of the idea yeah yeah Yeah. so but I mean which is a great show and they're all terrible people on that show yeah (laughs) and you want and you want to watch bad things happen to them because they're so bad yeah like a part of you is like oh my gosh that's terrible and then another part of you is like why am I laughing yeah (laughs) you're like that's the part of me that I try not to talk to as much so you have Bored so I have Bored and that is uh, that is about to premiere at the New England Cannabis Film Festival um, on April 23rd I believe and that's it that's in uh boston Boston. um because it is medically legal in boston okay um so um i was like i don't think that's in new york but no no. well there is one in new york um in the summer and it's it's much more competitive so we'll we'll see if we get into that one yeah we applied we'll find out um and uh i'm waiting to hear back from like 20 other festival so i'll nice. keep you updated on, yes. on where that's playing uh and we'll probably do like an online premiere at some point um as well cool. 
And then I have another film, which is also in festivals right now, called Bird on the Wire. And that is a very short, very dark experimental film. Uh, I had been working on a feature screenplay for a while and kind of lost interest in it. Um, And then uh, I'd been pitching it to an actor, a friend of mine named Kevin, uh, Kevin Nunes. Look him up. He's great. And uh, we were kind of just shooting the shit one day. And I was like, why don't we just go out with my camera and shoot some stuff that is like, you know, from this screenplay and see how we feel about it and see if it sparks something in us and maybe reignites my interest in the script. And uh, it kind of did that, but even more importantly, it just like became its own like little short film. Um, and uh, yeah, that seems to have been, you know, festivals seem to be interested in it. So it's it's played in a couple already. The next one it's playing in is the new york city independent film festival um and it's it's playing twice over one weekend both in the short film block and the experimental film block um and i will have to give you the dates and times for that yeah uh, but it's 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 the last it's the last weekend of april that's what it is okay cool yeah i love how the two films that are like doing the circuits right now kind of cover the two kind yeah. of genres that you're going for. <laughs> yes. That's really good. I think that yeah. that's just a good good thing to be like, yeah, I'm I'm working towards my goal. Trying right. to. So, yeah. Yeah. Well that's Very good. Cool. Yeah. It's 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 so easy to get distracted from it. I oh think. my god, it's so easy. Yeah. I feel like here in particular it's really easy because yeah. just existing, I think, takes so much uh work. Well yeah. and when you have a uh, an array of skills like editing and DPing and directing mm-hmm. and that also can take you in many directions and yes, it's like it wait yeah. what fulfills my soul what right. what keeps me you know it, yeah. and it, sometimes it's finding that balance sometimes you're doing one you're wearing one hat for too long and it's like okay I need to right. put my actor hat on for a while or I need right. to put my director hat on yeah like the first year I was living here I was more or less a full-time video editor and that just like broke me. Yeah. Like I just, I try not to edit too much anymore because something about that, like sitting in the like dark, cold room, yeah. editing content that like means nothing to you. I it really just starts to ruin you. So much respect <laughs> for editors. Oh, I yeah. have so much respect because at the end of the day, they're the ones who kind of pick the pictures to tell the story. So the story can like, you know, oh, oh, you're, you're, you're really... talking about real editing. I'm talking about corporate editing. <laughs> <laughs> same thing like you're by yourself and you're you know that I mean it depends on it the depends budget, on the budget and yeah. you know, you know that's no, and, I, thing, and I, I don't mean to uh, I don't mean to disrespect corporate editors no. like that's a hard job yeah, but I know that from job. experience yes. like I respect anyone that is able is to, willing to, and able to, to do, do that, that. Yeah. most people that are doing that are doing other things too when it I mean I or do know. you I mean, know like, people I, that are I know, just I know plenty of people that are just like career corporate editors and career like corporate camera ops and like some some people are just like yeah I like film but like it's not what they're pursuing you know it's It's like it just so happens that like i support myself doing things that are like you know uh what's the word like associated with With, uh, right okay with film okay right cool i know i feel like i don't know i there there's like that 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 line that you have to toe with being able to know when to say it's something that I constantly try to be better about but like knowing when to say no to what type of project yeah absolutely and uh well because when you start out you're just like yes I'll do it yes I'll do it yes I'll do it and then it's like like, and then you learn real fast I can't right like learning to say no to things was really hard for me um like last year was the most productive and like busiest year of my life I would be like sometimes doing two or three gigs in a day uh like without 
without ever stopping. It would be like, you know, I would work like, you know, 45 days in a row without a day off. And that's like, on, on the one hand, I kind of love that. Like, I love to be busy. I'm definitely addicted to what I do and I love doing it. And if I could do it every day without uh, physically collapsing, I would. <laughs> but, but that's exactly what happens. Like, I, right. like, I'll do like a really long run of, of just endless work. And then my body will literally just say, fuck you. Yeah. And I just like crash, crash and I'm like yeah. just dead and out for days, you know, yeah. get mm-hmm. really sick and it's horrible. Yeah. Um, so learning to say no is a good way to prevent that scenario. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard though. It's yeah. hard. And it's funny too when you feel, I feel almost like when you're getting closer and closer to the particular goal that you want to have, yeah. more things that are on the opposite side of where you're wanting to go, they seem to present themselves <laughs> to you as like, because the universe like is really checking yeah. if you. Yeah, it's like, do you really want to do this? Mm-hmm. Is this what you really want to do? Because mm-hmm. That's you're you're so right with um, if you can be happy or content doing something else, you should totally do it. Yeah. If I God, I wish some days I really wish I could be. Yeah. Um, because you think the particular things would be easier. Right. Like I wish I Well, because did. you don't care about it as much. Right. When you care yeah. about what your job is so much, right. that makes it harder because Right. right. We, which is why like corporate ed- video editing like broke me is mm-hmm. because like I'm so like passionately like unhealthily obsessed with filmmaking like to be kind of like using like the skills I've worked so hard to like, you know, get good at uh for things I don't care about. Right. It's like always like some kind of painful struggle, mm-hmm. which I know is kind of like a spoiled way of like looking at it, but it's also, it's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Hey, feelings, no matter whether or not they are good or bad, they are still yours and they are valid. So sometimes it's yeah. better to just like, I feel like there's, um, there's definitely a lot of times in life where there are things that you can, you can look at and say, oh man, you know, I know I'm complaining about this thing that's like seems really minute um, mm-hmm. and you, it's good for you to realize that but it's also like the way that you feel about something is the way that you feel yeah. about it so yeah like I mean pretending that you don't is not gonna make it better exactly <laughs> exactly and, and like don't get me wrong like I, I do consider it a blessing that I am able to use those skills that I've developed for creative means to support myself and like I think I would still rather be like editing stuff I don't care about or like shooting stuff that doesn't inspire me um, it's still a blessing to be able to like, you know, wake up and like open up Final Cut or like take out my camera, well, and you know. You never know what you're going to learn by doing some of those Absolutely things true. that yes. will help. Or who you'll get connected things. to that might yep. be with something else because right. that's like, really what this this world uh, is in general is like, oh, I worked and did this corporate thing with them. Well, they're connected to this person. Yes. And now because I did that, I now know them. And then, yep. then you have like some experience that you're able to shoot or film Absolutely. or people who can support you. And doing stuff with corporate, it can. It, I know that it can be very... Um, you know, soul crushing at particular times, but at the same time, like for certain projects, like as long as it's something you agree with, um, you, you have to have money for them. Yeah, it's absolutely. An, <laughs> and and it's also an like unfortunate thing. Yeah, and like all the best closest friends I've made since moving to New York. I've all met on like the worst projects I've worked on. <laughs> so well, it's because you feel it's so yeah. funny. Yeah, my one of my our our my roommate like Kaylee, she's the awesomest. Like I love her. It was one of the most unfortunate summers I've had of my life. Um, yeah, but we are really close because yeah, of it. Because it's like it's like you. you're like bond. Yeah. yeah. As a director, what are your favorite type of actors to work with? Ooh, oh, that's, that's a good a question. Good question. Look at you. Um. Let's see. Um, well, uh, just an actor I can trust really is the most important thing. Um, 
just someone that I like what I like to do, uh, as long, you know, time permitting, I like to rehearse, uh, enough before we enter production that we've kind of figured everything out mm-hmm. before we get there that, because I like to just, I like a smooth set that like runs quickly and I like to shoot first and I like to be able to lean on the actors in that way. And I like to let them go free. Like I want actors that like I can trust to like do their own thing. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that over directing is like the worst way to ruin any performance. So I like to work out, you know, all the kinks before we go into it. And obviously there's going to be stuff you have to do on the day, but um, yeah, I think if, as long as you have an actor who understands their character and understands the story, that's it. That's all I need. And I just let them go free. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably, I mean, I love what you said, like, I need to trust them. And I feel like that's with anybody on your team. Like, if you can trust them, then, you know, you you have a good, strong relationship and collaboration. And so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, My other question is, so if an actor is just starting out making their own work, and camera wise, what would you like oh, yeah. recommend knowing like about the camera for sure? I don't know, like one or two quick things. Um, to... I think the first thing to do is to treat the camera as a friend and not an enemy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm deadly serious. I know you that. are, that's yeah. why we're laughing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Truths are often the funniest. Yeah, um, I think that there have been sets I've been on where there just naturally becomes this like dividing line between like cast and crew, uh, where it seems like even though theoretically we're all working towards the same goal, uh, all of a sudden we're like at war with each other also. Um, <laughs> and I think that like actors need to be less afraid of like cameras and also like camera crew needs to be more open to like how emotionally challenging it is to act and that like the actions and attitudes that you have on set like affect the performances of of the actors um so i think like you know as with everything in filmmaking it's all about like collaboration and balance um but i would say that if you're an actor starting out just just do as many things as you can as quickly as possible to just get all of that initial fear of like being on set out of the way Mm -hmm. you know i think that's really important um and uh in the same way that like directors should trust actors like actors should trust directors and you know actors don't necessarily have access to the bigger picture so if they're being told something like i mean the director might be uh not doing a very good job and like it the a direction might come across as confusing and in that case like definitely ask questions and try and like get to the heart of what it is you are both trying to get to because uh, it is a collaboration right. um but also definitely like put trust in the person who's allegedly whose vision it is mm-hmm. you know that's really that's 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 a gem right there that's some good stuff <laughs> no it is it is because you there is it's so easy especially when you have a, a differing opinion from someone who might be on the other side of the camera um you it's good to ask questions and to make sure so that you can have a cohesive yeah. thought but it is a collaboration yeah and i mean i think the the like big joke that we always hear like whenever you see like an actor portrayed like on tv and in a funny way it's all you always see the classic like what's my motivation here and like <laughs> yeah. i think like we all yeah. like joke about that but if the actor is consistently having to ask that that's not the fault of the actor that's probably the fault of the director i would say <laughs> um, or, the or the writing or the, or the writing yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i mean um, you know, I'm just constantly immersing myself in like 
inspirational quotes from other directors. And I think uh, Tarantino said, like, at the end of the day, the director only has one job, and that's just to explain their vision to people. And if you cannot do that, like, you're doing it wrong, you know? Yeah. So if uh, everyone on set is confused as to what you're doing, like, you're doing it wrong, and mm-hmm. you need to, like, learn how to how to accommodate for that. Mm. I like that quote. That's yeah. a good yeah. quote. Tarantino, it's like he knows what he's doing or something. <laughs> you know. Seems to be. I mean, something like yeah. that. Um, I'm trying to see, is there anything else that we like wanted to touch upon? Um, oh, I mean, I think we were talking earlier about um, you uh, having to do stuff, a lot of stuff for the wellness. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so my... my different wellness companies. Yeah, my first job... Um, when I moved to New York and I actually was working there, uh, I was working there like full time while I was also finishing up my senior year. So I was literally like towing the line between how many absences I could get and still graduate. Um, cause I was like, I mean, you know, going into film and also just graduating with a, a, a liberal arts English degree, I was kind of like. I need to have a job before I, mm-hmm. I finish school and okay, I have a, I have a job now right. I need to finish school. Right. Uh, but I had to, you know, just, just do the, the balancing act to make sure it, it all worked out. Um, and I ended up, uh, I did not graduate on time. I, uh, it happens. I, uh, was denied my, uh, they denied like some credits at the end and it wasn't even for like me, me being absent all the time. It was for something else. So they denied oh. some credits and I ended up having to take like two classes online over the summer. So I remember being at graduation and there was an asterisk next to my name. My grandma was like, oh, did you, did you get some kind of honor? And I was like, <laughs> not that I know about, I wonder what this is. And she like looks to the back of the page and it was like, this denotes classmate did not like complete requirements, but has been granted permission to walk at the ceremony or like something like that. And I was like, like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. Oh, like, well. Like, I'm so glad that grandma is the one that found that. Yeah, exactly. Why couldn't it have been like my friend? <laughs> Funny how your family always assumes it's like for the best like you got some you're so special you got some kind of special award well i mean if you come from the right kind of family yes that is. Yeah. so that's there true. are other people's that's family true. who may be like oh what did you do yeah exactly. why do you have an asterisk oh that's really funny that's a great um, story yeah but yeah so i was i was doing that and i was working full-time in new york for a nutrition company so uh doing shooting and editing and it was anything from like commercials for the company itself to like how-to cooking videos and then like uh, presentations on different like nutritional theories and stuff like that. Um, and then I jumped right from that job into a job, uh, doing the same thing for like a yoga company. Um, so <laughs> if you're, uh, starting up in video, you know, there's a whole lot of work in health and wellness right yeah. now. Well, cause they have, <laughs> well, they have a bunch of different videos and things that they're always constantly trying yeah. to get out there to promote themselves, but also yeah. to like share their knowledge with other people. Yeah. Do you think any of the stuff you learned from doing, those uh, promotional has affected you as far as like your own health and wellness? Yes and no. I mean, um, (laughs) on like the negative end, it like definitely drove me completely insane. Um, But but on the, the yeah, I definitely did learn some things, but I will say that the biggest thing I learned that from that is that everyone's completely different. There's a million different theories for everything. Yes. And at the end of the day, just like, just have some damn common sense. Like yes. if you eat pizza, but some every- people don't. Yeah, like if you- that's the well, problem. <laughs> yeah, like if you eat pizza every day and just drink nothing but beer, like obviously it's gonna make you sick, and like yes. that's dumb. Yeah, you know? like <laughs> like just just be well balanced. Like don't necessarily be a raw vegan, but also don't eat nothing but fast food. You know, yes. like find a balance. balance. Just like right. try to exercise sometimes. You know, that's why that industry just makes so much money because everyone wants the magic secret. Exactly, and there it like there it's like one. it's common sense. 
it's, it's not, not just, a magic it's, secret. It's not just the nutrition, though. Like, all of life is, yes. what's the secret sauce? How can I shortcut myself from point A to point B? That instant you gratification. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, when I was just starting out, and even before I was, like, pursuing filmmaking, like, I've always been trying to pursue something creative. And, like, I always, uh, whenever, like, someone I, like, look up to or respect is doing some kind of, like, talk or, like, book signing or, you know, film screening, I always try and go because I always just mm-hmm. want to see, like, what they're like in person and what's going through their head yeah. and, and try and get FaceTime if you can. And when I was, uh, like, still in college and doing that a lot, whenever I saw anyone and I was able to get FaceTime, I would always ask the dumbest question, which is, what advice can you give for someone starting out? And the answer would always be the same. And it was it was always just, you know, don't give up. Just keep trying. Mm-hmm. And, like... There's clearly some message in there, if that's what everyone said. Right. And, like, I think it's, it's twofold. I think it's surface level, like, yeah, like, you have to keep trying because this is, like, a long haul. And if you don't keep trying, that's, like, the only way to guarantee that you'll fail. Yeah. But also, it's you know, it's a nice way of saying, you know, there is no secret source. There is nothing I can tell you right now in this Mm -hmm. moment that is going to like transport you from where you are in that seat to where I am on this stage. It's just hard work and talent and like, you know, knowing the right people and more hard work and more hard work. It's all those three things (laughs) together. It's hard work, talent, and knowing the right people. And you never know in your life when those three are going to like come up and something's going to bloom. That's really wonderful. And that's why you have to keep trying. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So... Awesome. Well, cool. Well, yeah, where can you. people find you if they want you to direct their scripts sure. or shoot their projects? Yeah, so you can, um, if you're looking to hire me, you can find me at uh, adamvolerich.com, um, A-D-A-M-V-O-L-E-R-I-C-H.com. It's just my name, um, although it is difficult to spell. Um, and <laughs> then if really. you'd... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can find so you can find like everything I've ever worked on is on there like you know including like my corporate and commercial stuff my like narrative films um, I do still photography and headshots as well so if you're a, Ooh, for an actor actress yes. and, uh, I'm, I'm really cheap um, <laughs> there we go so so that's that's where you can find that and then also uh, my company Magnalux Pictures um, M-A-G-N-A-L-U-X pictures uh, dot com hopefully you know how to spell pictures um <laughs> And uh, if not, I, Google it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that is um, all the stuff that uh, me and my team have made. Um, lots of cool short films, uh, some interesting corporate stuff. Um, and then I'll just go ahead and like plug some other stuff yes, while, while I've got a it. microphone right. in front of me. Yeah, yes. yeah so um, yeah, look out for Board, look out for Bird on the Wire. Um, I'm shooting another film tomorrow called The Cups about a man who gets the hiccups for like 36 hours. It's a comedy, <laughs> so look out for that one. Really, and then, I thought that was a drama. Yeah, right. Well, you know, it gets a little dark. I mean, I've got that one. And then this summer, uh, shooting a film called Tyrannosaurus Death about a man that uh, cannot take off a dinosaur costume. Um, that that one, it sounds like a comedy. It is it is funny, but it's, it's more like a whimsical melancholy we'll call it that um <laughs> nice. and then also check out uh, my co-producer dominic nero he does lots of fun web goofs uh and his name mm-hmm. is at filmonic um if you've ever wanted to see a mashup of tony hawk's pro skater and the revenant uh check him out <laughs> all sorts Wonderful. of wild and crazy oh, stuff there what an interesting <laughs> combination yeah and then um my other teammates check out um nick long and hannon miller they both make great films um, and then uh, my good friend Kevin G. Noons, who is an actor I work with a lot. 
I don't know. There's there's an endless I number of people. I love that you're that plugging to, your team. I know. Yeah. That makes me very happy. Yeah, sure. I have to have some of the some of those wonderful. Yeah, people. yeah. They're all. They I'll would all. I'm sure them. they would all love to to talk to anyone um, at any point. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank for, absolutely. Thank you for, for having coming me. out and visiting us and and talking.